When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg. Entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm very excited to talk to Jimmy Schmitz, who's got yet another hit show called East New York. He's had a lot of hit shows, including L.A. Law, NYPD Blue, and this one, for when I first heard from my cousin, Richard Kind, who's in this, that it was a great cop show, I thought, hmm, even though it's my cousin, do we need another cop show? And you know what? We did. We do. It's a great show. And Jimmy Schmitz is one of the stars in this show and having a good time. And now straight from Los Angeles, you must be tired. I feel guilty. No, don't feel guilty at all. Hi, Joan. How are you? Good afternoon to you. And good morning over here. But hi, how are you? I'm, I'm good. Happy. I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that you're talking about your cousin Richard and 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 the show, which is doing really well. And we'll see if it's a hit. It's 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 got all the makings. No, I think you know, it's some shows are very hard to tell. You know, you keep hearing, oh, you've got to get used to it. It's this show, no. I think it came in really fast and that everyone who's seen it, one of our producers was turning it on. She hadn't seen it. And she said, I'm hooked. I'm getting addicted to this. And, you know, and these kids, television, they they watch it all the time. So I think you've got a hit. There are a lot of people talking about it. And it's from your old neighborhood. From my own neighborhood, yeah. I mean, well, that's one of, one of the reasons why I'm on. Besides the fact that I get to work with your cousin, Richard. Yeah. <laughs> no, but really, what, because of no, East it's, New it's York? one of the reasons why I, I, I signed on, because I didn't think it was in the cards for me to do a, a, a procedural show, which I've, I've done a few, and, uh, and B, a cop show, but... Uh, it was a, a few friends of mine who I've worked with before on both on LA Law and NYPD Blue who are involved in the creative uh, aspect of the show in terms of the, the writers of the pilot and the, the director, director, producer, and writers that were involved with this. And, and when they said, yeah, they're getting ready to do another cop show, and, and what's it called? East New York. Hey, did you guys hey, know I'm that in. I'm... <laughs> I'm actually from that neighborhood. Let me read this thing. No, I didn't say I'm in right away, <laughs> but uh, no, I'm, I'm just happy to happy to to be involved in in this. And it's because the writing material is really it's good on the page, Joan. When it's good on the page, and the characters kind of pop out at you, uh, at you, and you feel like the audiences are going to be able to engage with these characters and go for the ride with these characters because they're quirky or they have something that they're you know, in their past or, and the audience gets to know about that, then they're happy to take the ride 
and, and, and solve whatever the crime is or, you know, the police procedural part of it. That's what I think is a good procedural show. Yeah, no, and there are issues that everyone is concerned about today that a lot of cop shows don't deal with, like community policing and what, you know, what it really means and can it really absolutely. possibly happen. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's that's the that's the kind of uh, springboard for what we're doing thematically uh, because you have, without propagandizing, because we're, you know, we're a show about entertainment, but we're dealing with the relevant issues that are facing law enforcement today. And so the premise of the show is a police precinct in this neighborhood, East New York, which is a changing kind of neighborhood facing gentrification and all of that. And you have at the helm of this police command, this woman who uh, is trying to institute these new community relations uh, aspects of what law enforcement could and should be about. So that that's our kind of springboard with all of these characters and and yeah, it's like you say, it's it's relevant to to what what has happened certainly in the past couple of years that it has been brought to light in terms of uh, law enforcement transgressions, but at the same time, it also deals with the responsibility that law enforcement has to the community as being guardian and not uh, a warrior. But at the same time, what the community's responsibility is, because ultimately, when something goes goes wrong, uh, you're dialing nine one one. So that right. that that synergy that has to happen. Yeah. No, it, it's really interesting, and especially a neighborhood where you grew up, like East New York, and is changing by the minute, and sure. the gentrification and. And all of these issues and the police have to be able to grab this and understand this and work within the premises of this. Absolutely. So. Yeah, well, we'll try and paint as much as possible a, a kind of even-handed picture as to what the problems are and what maybe some answers could be. Um, and again, within the realms of a, a network television show that's, Main function is to entertain at the same time. Right. So I hope we get to do all of that. You know, uh, the best shows can make you laugh and cry and at the same time give you an insight as to human behavior and, and, and what's things that are relevant that are happening in your everyday life. Well, that's what this show looks like. It's doing and is going to do. There's a reality about it where we can watch it and really get hooked in. And that doesn't happen. With every show, have you seen big changes in that neighborhood that you grew up in? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's always been. Uh, I we moved back from Puerto Rico um, in the late late sixties, and so I did my junior high school, high school, and first college years there. And uh, at that time, it was a neighborhood that was going under. A change, but it has always been, you know, a, a lower middle class, uh-huh. working neighborhood, immigrant neighborhood, people coming to this country trying to do better for their families, no matter if it was the 40s, the 50s, the 70s, right. the yeah. 80s. And, um, and yeah, there have been changes. I mean, the other day we were, sh- I'm, I'm astounded sometimes because the other day we were shooting outside 
at an area that I remember walking up and down on under the L tracks on Livonia Avenue where the new lots train and, you know, new lots and the history of New York. That was a section of New York that had new lots of land. And this, this uh, area that I remember being a, an abandoned kind of tenement had been leveled and it's been turned into this really beautiful community garden where, you know, people are, planting vegetables and there's a stage that they're setting up and a gazebo and yeah, basketball courts on, on, on one end. And, you know, you can't come into the park unless you're, you have good intentions and, and, you know, partake those kind of things. It's called community success gardens. Yeah. Those kinds of things where you turn blight into beauty. It, 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 it warms my heart that, that those things uh, happen all over New York city. And you can present it so that people can see it and believe it instead of all the bad stuff that people love to watch on TV. Absolutely, absolutely. No, it, it really makes doing that. it makes a huge difference. Now, you live in here. I don't mean necessarily there, but you're not living in L.A., are you? I, I go back and I'm, I'm back and forth, uh-huh. depending on where the job is. Of course. But my bet, yeah. Yeah, my base is my base is in Los Angeles now, because some of the shows that I've been I've worked on in the past have been here. But I, yeah, I've always gone back and forth and love being part of the theater. I miss the theater, so it's great being there, shooting shooting there, and being able to see my friends and in wonderful shows because the theater is coming back after the COVID pandemic in a great way. Yeah, it is, and it's been crowded. Yeah. I love when if you go to a matinee and you see lines again going down the street with people waiting because the theater is without question the heart of this town and we missed it desperately. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, having people be able to go back. But I, on the other hand, I went to see a musical recently Uh and I couldn't believe when I looked at the ticket prices, you know, 275 for an orchestra seat. That's a little much. It's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. I'm not going to defend. I'm not going to defend that one, Joe. No, no it's you a lot. Can't, you can't. It is a lot, and and we understand it. It takes a lot and costs a lot to put it on, but you still want people. When I was a kid, every Saturday we'd come into the theater, and my mom would just say, "Pick a show, any show." You know, we yeah. and we would just pick a show. Didn't matter. Yeah. And, yeah. of course, all fell in love with it. So your career from the time you were just a kid has really been flourishing. You you hit it right from the start. Well, I mean, you know, it's they've, they've been I've been lucky, Joan, in terms of having people that have mentored me and pushed me to the next level. Um in a in in a time where you know I could have made really bad decisions, there was always a teacher along the way that kept on okay. saying, you know, maybe you should think about going to college, or hey, you should think about going to graduate school because you're interested in the classics and Shakespeare and all that. But and you listened, so, and that makes the difference. It, well, I, you know, it, it's hard to talk to kids about things like that now because of I don't know social media and TikTok and what's. So you know, you have celebrity has become, mm-hmm. but you know, it's for me, 
it sounds corny, but education has always been the key. It's the springboard to so many things. And if you want a life in this business, anyway, you have to have a kind of toolbox. Exactly. And I guess you can get that toolbox in a lot, a lot of different ways. But from in my personal story, it was, you know, the, the educational route helped so that I can do the kinds of things that I'm doing now is trying to do versatile, being versatile as an actor and show different sides and, you know, do, do, do different kinds of things. Now, and was it family that influenced you or school? I know you had mentors along the way, but was education a big push from your parents? Like you got to go and get this or do that? Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was, you know, that, that dream that you hear, over and over again about people coming to this country and, and saying we were, we were here to do better and we're going to strive as much as possible to do to, to do better. And frankly, my, my family didn't have any kind of perspective about the entertainment industry at all. So they were very wary uh, when I first started showing interest in things like that. But, um, but they've been so supportive and, um, yeah, yeah, helped as much as they, they could uh, along the way. And now, of course, they must be all excited. You've had a lot of hits, and this new one looks like it's going to be a big hit, too, and it deals with issues that have a very important reality. Have you noticed a lot of changes in the issues now? Well, Joan, certainly <laughs> what we've what we've been through in the last couple of years, not only because of the pandemic, but the BLM movement and... Right. Uh, well, the, the, again, the, the, my mentioning the trends, what I term transgressions of law enforcement that have yeah. happened, uh, that have come to light, maybe because of technology and the fact that people have video cameras on right. their phones, and you know, whatever the reason, you know, they've come to light in a way that can't be denied. So the only way to really deal with this in a positive way is to shift the paradigm with regards to law enforcement anyway, in terms of what their responsibility is and how they really need to uh, react on a daily basis with the communities that they're supposed to serve. Right, and your character works with the political professionals, the the mayors and, and people that really matter in these cities, and we don't always see that. In these shows, we often see antagonism and anger and each side trying to get rid of the other one. But I thought that was a pretty interesting take. That Well, it's, it's, a, it's a brush stroke that we're trying to, to, to put into the show, Joan. Uh, you know, again, the show t- uh, takes place in, in this East New York section of Brooklyn and it's the station house and the, the, the woman... Regina Haywood, uh, who is the captain and or commander of this particular precinct, and my character is the borough commander, so he of, of the northern part of Brooklyn. So he has a lot of different commands, and he's trying to support this idea that this woman has of this idea of community policing, and him being himself uh, from from maybe a different era because he's older than her has had to maneuver the system in a different kind of way. So this idea of having to deal with the system and uh, 
the politics of in, in any city it comes into play with someone who is young and has, you know, ideas of how to institute these new kinds of policies. So it's, it's, uh, it's something that, 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 that's happening, but at the same time, it's good fodder for stories as well. Right. Great. And there's plenty of stories coming from this. So what else is on Jimmy Schmidt's plate? Any time for anything <laughs> else right now? Well, I'm always in the in the process of you know partnering up with people of like minds, uh, creatives who are interested in, in in telling good stories and and seeing if I if there's any value for me to do things on the other side of the camera as well um, on the producerial level. So I'm always you know I'm always out, out there, there. To, you know yeah talking to people and uh, working with finding out information about stories that interest me and, and trying to pitch them to, you know, the network studios to see if, uh, if I can do some work on that side as well in terms of storytelling. Yeah, that should be good. Interesting. <laughs> That's where it is yeah. a lot these days. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, uh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, yeah. You got to be able to, you know, do something for yourself as well, right? So, well, and, maybe a little Broadway, just to. Oh well, that's that's cream. definitely in the cards. <laughs> I mean, I, I, you know, we're like violins, right? We got to keep them, got to keep them oh. tuned up. And for me, the only way to to do that, uh, and and Richie, he know he knows them better than anyone, right? The only way to do that is to keep keep keep, uh, keep at it and doing exactly keep plugging no a little bit of everything. And I'm having works. such fun working with him. Um, it, it's it's great that Richard has has the opportunity to do this and show a different side of himself as well. Oh, but he's he brings such um, such a joy when he's on set every day. Um, and but at the same time, you know, he's doing he's doing this take on this character that you see in these procedural shows. That's the kind of like uh, not the person funny. who knows a lot because of computers and technologies. But but it's a, it's we're, we're spinning it on its head because he knows stuff because of his intellect. Yeah. And uh, it, it's been it's been great watching him kind of like flourish with this. And there he's been you've been talking about the personal aspects of the characters and he's had a, a you know a chance in the last couple of episodes that are coming up to to have that uh, as part of his character as well you know and it's so interesting because our family was not in like many of our families in the entertainment business and mm-hmm. not only do we have actors like cousin Richie but we have um two two of the relatives too the cousins are one's a writer director producer another is um also a very well-known director and wow. producer. Like, where did all this stuff come from? My father was in the dress business. You know, we didn't know from this <laughs> stuff. So, but but I, be, I bet the family loved telling stories, right? They are all storytellers. Everyone tells right. a story. That's be, Right. Before, if it's around the right? dinner table or right. in front of the television set or, you know... Tell I don't a story. Know. In my house, it was around the poker table sometimes that, that I would fun. see my dad. You know that they that they love telling stories and sharing their 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 family history and the history of the family. I think that's where it all begins. And, I agree. and basically, that's that's what. Yeah, right. We're storytellers and uh, passing that on. Yeah, and if you're a good storyteller, you can be a good actor, actress, whatever. 
because it, it helps. You, it helps it does you help. get the attention, and you know you learn how to do it. Anyway, we're big Jimmy Schmidt fans. Good luck Aww, with the show. You. Yes, you're a, you. you're a wonderful actor, and you do all kinds of roles. And, and this is really an interesting role, too, because there's something about this that grabbed us all. So continued Thank success. Thank you, Joe. We're having, a, we're, having a, we're having a lot of fun. It's, it's a great ensemble cast and a really talented actor. Some have been around Broadway and done a lot of theater and some newbies there that are really, really really talented so i'm just uh i'm just happy to be aboard and you know well and like richard we, we're going to tell good stories that's good stories sunday at nine o'clock on cbs if you haven't watched it tune in because you're really going to be happy it's going to keep you a perfect end through the weekend take care of yourself jimmy we'll talk again thank you Joan. god bless you take care i'm joan hamburg and you're listening to wabc and of course we have much more to come so stay tuned